0: The exciting thing on that is is like even if even if our defense is twice as bad and we we're giving up 11 points a game (laughs) (laughs) it's true
1: welcome to my got a podcast i'm jim wood in this episode john powell and i are joined by graham coffee and josh hancher from dog sports live we talk about the 2021 season nil playoff expansion and the start of spring practice as always, remember to check out store.mygotapodcast.com to see our latest merch. And you can follow us on social media at My a Podcast. Finally, if you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, five stars obviously, and review the show. If you leave us a review, you just might hear it on an upcoming episode. Now, let's join the conversation in progress.
0: I don't have to do anything on my end, right? No. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is the easiest start for you, right? Like you don't have to... Right. This is not, and you know. You just show up. This is
2: not. There's just show <laughs> and, up. There's no graphics. There's no running running ticker tape.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. For, for those listening, if you haven't figured it out, we have some special guests yet again. Uh, second time we've talked to these guys, but first time on my got a podcast officially. So we got the guys from Dog Sports Live, uh, frequent receivers of dog bones, uh, <laughs> friends of the show. We got. Uh, we got Josh Hanser aka Dog Stats we got Graham Coffee aka Dog Out West guys it's good to have you like officially on my got a podcast
3: it's good to be here man Thanks this has been
0: uh, yeah absolutely it's tons of fun like you said i don't have to do anything it's unsettling i'm like looking for buttons to push
1: <laughs> right you're you're usually usually the you know doing the production uh, I'll, I'll handle that this evening although i'm much much more uh low tech than you are so kick back and
2: have a bourbon josh while you're on your off day
1: (laughs) (laughs) have a bourbon with us no 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 no
0: midweek bourbons for this guy Uh.
1: Uh, that's okay that's okay i i will i will say as i'm obligated to do so that i am drinking old granddad uh bonded which was a a john tweets slash uh what do we call it bulldog bourbon social club recommendation It's a good one Anyway, it's
2: fantastic. so this is part of
1: what, like, when the season ended, John Powell was like, we need to have a victory lap, and, like, we won the Natty, and we want to, let's just talk to all of our friends about how awesome this was, and so that's kind of essentially what we want, <laughs> the main thing we want to talk about, um, I know it's something, that, like, we've been waiting, or for me, I was, like, waiting for this my whole life, um, And it was just so special. I know like uh, it was was pretty like super random and funny, Graham, when John and I ran into you on the sidewalk after the (laughs) pump thing. That was was a blast,
3: man. That was one of my favorite moments of the year, actually, just because. Good omens. Good omens. (laughs) And I was with my parents and they were just like, I I don't know, you know, they were like, are are you you a celebrity, Graham? Random dudes (laughs) that you're like hugging and, you know. Jumping up and down on the sidewalk with, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, that was that was a whole fun day. But uh, I, I know I, I felt like there was some sort of good omen, like you said, John, with with that whole meeting. I've actually thought about that like a couple times of you know just maybe there was th- there was just a feeling after that first game of like, all right, Georgia finally won one of these big games against one of these you know perennial CFP teams and now we're on our way. The problem is that there was another 14 games to play to, to really bring all of that to fruition. But that first game, I think, changed a lot of perception around how both the fan base felt around the program and probably more so the media. Uh, and and then it became like, oh, Georgia's legit, actually. And there
0: was a lot of people, I think, that well, I mean, been on the fence. There there were two narratives going into this season. It was like, okay, we've got a front-loaded schedule with Clemson, and then it was pretty much smooth sailing of course we didn't know that we were going to be facing and i believe an undefeated arkansas and an undefeated kentucky at that point mm-hmm. but the schedule was one of those preseason narratives all year long and it was just like even you know they could just say even if they lose to clemson you know they're going to get they all they got to do is win the sec so to to win that game and at the time against you know the number 2 team in the in the country and and do it in you know such a dominating defensive fashion it was it was yeah, it was it was validation to what we thought this team and the season could be. Um, and that's a great part about sports. You can talk about what you're you're replacing all this defense and you know, and, and you've got all this offense returning and your offense is banged up and the defense plays lights out. It's one of the best defenses in certainly recent college football history. So yeah, I mean, in, in addition to all the other omens of all your friends and and seeing and everybody, I mean and Georgia fans balling out and showing up at, at Charlotte, and it was yeah. And Chris Smith pick six. Yep. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. cool, dude. Sorry, yeah. I did. I didn't even make it five minutes without dude dropping a, a bad word. Sorry, guys. Ear must. Sorry,
2: sorry, sorry, Carter. Sorry, Carter. <laughs>
0: no,
3: I, I, yeah, that I was. That
2: I don't know that I'll ever forget. I don't know that I'll ever forget Graham's face, though. That that is that is for sure. Like one of the, one of the like things that's just seared into my memory bank for this <laughs> season is the time that we ran into Graham and literally just walking by him and this both like looking back at each other and Graham's look look on Graham's face was just like
1: oh oh yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like dude
1: dude yeah I know that was yeah.
2: and then you just randomly embrace this complete stranger
1: <laughs> well my, my wife was like Jim who is John hugging
2: <laughs> I know. yeah. <laughs> Well,
1: and I that got to meet like, your dad, real. and
2: you know, yeah,
3: for sure. Yeah, I know my yeah. parents were like, oh. "Yeah, it was incredible." Yeah, yeah it was awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was
2: great. Uh, it's cool. It's it's all good. And you know what? We needed we needed JT Daniels. Little did we know the the quarterback controversies that were going to transpire the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, I I know, and I think with that game, uh, it was kind of like a microcosm. I think for sort of the like double-sided fan experience of this Georgia season in a way, because if you were there at the game, you know, it was this really tense game that felt close the whole time. It was close the whole time. Uh Being a Georgia fan, it felt like one of those games where it's like, when's the other shoe going to drop? You know, like this defense can't hold out forever. Of course they <laughs> did, but I, I think like, <laughs> Being at that game, there was just so much like jubilation. And, you know, I ran into some some old college friends and roommates and stuff on the way out. And everybody was just so pumped. And I remember like all these Clemson kids and fans like they they were just stunned. You know, it was like they had not fathomed the possibility that Georgia was going to win that game, I think. And then as soon as I got back to my hotel room, like I fire up Twitter and it's like the offense sucks, you know, I think dog stats over here was like, the offense sucks. I'm just so disappointed in the offense or whatever. And I was like, (laughs) the offense did suck that night in fairness, right? But I also was like, I feel like this is what we went back and forth on kind of all year was trying to be in the moment of enjoying a national title run while also acknowledging like this whole quarterback thing. And I think there was a lot of questions about the offense that people had that, I personally never felt were totally fair just because of, you know, how efficient Georgia was in, in games when the game was actually close, but yeah, it was that constant, like there was constantly something trying to pull your attention away from just enjoying the fact that Georgia was on this incredible run and, you know, Devonte Wyatt and Jordan yeah. Davis were wrecking people and all the fun things that were happening. And so I think kind of depending on who you are and, how you function, you either blocked it out or got way too caught up in it. But I don't know that very many people at all kind of measured those the two things properly, and I would include myself. In I, that.
0: I, I mean, I mean, the the sin that I will uh, confess against would be like, <laughs> you know, like it was all about beating Alabama. It was like this yeah. national championship was going to go through Alabama, and it was like okay, we, 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 you know, it's, you know, JT's hurt and we've got Stetson. He's playing great. You know, this is, we've seen this story. And then lo and behold, you know, we couldn't beat Alabama the first time. Thank God. So, I mean, you know, it's it, it hindsight's 2020. 20, and I think that uh, certainly I would be guilty of just those narratives of like, we got to have that quarterback and we and looking at the stats, whatever it is, wherever it is. And, and we got our asses handed to us and, Again, I knew I wasn't going to be able to it's do okay. this whole show. It's okay. It's okay.
3: okay. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry
2: Carter.
0: <laughs>
3: i got been our so good so us. far. Just for the record, like I just <laughs> want to <laughs> pat myself on the back. Of, I, I
2: going to put a piece of in your p's and q's? I know. <laughs> I did.
3: 55 I mean, then, minutes live on Twitter yesterday without dropping any expletives.
0: <laughs> dog stats. He's going to dog stat. Um, golf clap. So, so, but you know, it's, this is what's fun about it. It's like reliving it. And certainly, you know, I I was, you know, my, my, my anxiety was there all year long on the offense for sure. And
1: well, I remember you had a bit of a turning point at some point, though, right? Because I remember, like, and then because I've said this, was it, like, was I, it when the I'm, clock
2: hit zero zero in the national championship? Run? Well,
1: before that, aside <laughs> from <of> that, aside <laughs> from that. But, like, statistically, because I've always said that, you know, I like, I'm, I just like ride right out emotion. motion. But, Josh, I know you're like very much into the numbers and you're looking for things. I feel like there was a point, again, pre Alabama, but like, I mean, you picked us going into the, you picked us right in the SEC championship game. Um, Cause like there were things that you did see in the numbers where the offense was, I don't think it was as, maybe it's not like so much explosiveness, but like EPA. The offense
0: was, offense was m- crazy efficient for yeah. the entire season after the, you know, after the Clemson. I mean, just, stupid efficient you know to the point of like you know everyone talks about garbage time was like you know one of the mm. the the hashtags you could put on our season because so many of those games were between as as outstanding as the defense was playing and as quickly as the offense could put up some points there was just like you know it was the oh you haven't played anybody at that point you know so we were right. blown through. and they were it so you know if you were going to filter out garbage time there were so so few meaningful drives you know like grant was talking about you know you're looking at such a small per- section of the game where they, they like it was competitive you know tennessee was one of those games where you know they it, they came down and scored you know on a long drive and in and, mm-hmm. and georgia you know, it was back and forth for the first quarter and a half which was a, probably the closest game all year until mm-hmm. the sec championship game and still like we were just crazy efficient and i and i don't know like i definitely felt like i was i was all in on the the offense but i'm still was waiting to see if jt was going to play i mean i'm not going to try to deny that i did not expect jt to come Mm. out and at some point when the chips were all in and uh i'll be loud wrong again i promise
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's the best way to be wrong right like end up up with an addy well, when yeah. You,
2: when you didn't see him in the SEC championship, like, do, do, how did you feel after that game? Oh, dude.
3: I was mad. Josh, talk a little <laughs> bit about your SEC championship. Like, I don't think, actually, I've never gotten you to talk about <laughs> this know, on you, our you show, to, even. <laughs> but you were <laughs> not really it. <laughs> Did, like well, you did, were okay, if, in the most negative place near. I've ever seen you after that, that game. Well, because you I,
1: were there, right? Like you went to the game,
0: yeah, right? Yeah, I was there okay. at the game. Okay. So I was there at the game and it was, and I, you know, the thing about it was, I was just, I was still in until, you know, till it was probably in my, until mm-hmm. my heart was like, you know, yeah. was overruled by my head. So, <laughs> no, I mean, actually, honestly, I've been crushed way more off, <laughs> way more brutal than that game. I watch, actually walked out of there. I mean, I, I think you're you're also looking through that glass of that stupid, you know, where I was f- afraid that we'd be left out of the playoff too, and you know, I was actually <laughs> I forgot I was actually,
3: about that actually. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, welcome to Jim's conspiracy theory. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, so it was,
0: yeah, I'm like, you know the, the comedian or whatever with the the strings on the board. Yeah, no, yeah, um, always, always
2: sunny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, always sunny. Yeah.
0: No, but it it stunk, man. We just got our heads handed to us again by Alabama, and I don't like yeah. it. It was awful. I don't know how anybody like if you didn't feel awful. I don't know how you couldn't feel like I mean, and definitely, you know, Graham. I will say this, you know, uh, you know, looking at listening to your analysis and reading a lot of other people's analysis. Yeah, it's like we played our worst game of the season, and we were in the playoffs, so there was no reason to think that that there was reasonable expectation that that wasn't going to happen again. I mean, I was, you know, so, but yeah, it's, it sucked. I don't know how you couldn't not think it stunk to get beaten down by Alabama.
2: Yeah. I'd, I'd say it definitely, it definitely stunk. But like at the same time, that was one of those, that was one of those games that's like, I feel like when you fast forward five, six, seven, ten 10 years or whatever, and, and look back on the Kirby smart regime, um, that, that loss I have a feeling is going to come back and be like one of those catalyst moments where you know he'll always be able to point back to that game and and point at all these NFL guys which you know we haven't even talked about that yet but like all these guys that are projected to be first round draft picks um, he's going to point at that game and say look these guys were all NFL draft picks and you know some of them are probably going to be you know Pro Bowlers um, in their careers multiple times. And he'll look back and be able to point to that game and say, they weren't ready. This is what happens when you get ready. And for the next month, he prepared them and they prepared themselves. And I have a feeling he's going to be able to get a lot of buy in off of that, that. He's going to get a lot of mileage out of that game.
1: Yeah.
3: That's a good point. Yeah. I hadn't really considered that, but that is a, a really good kind of motivational thing to, to point back on. I mean, I also think that. That game, what bothered me about it, but also kind of what left me positive for the playoff and what was to come was Georgia came out and ran a totally different defensive scheme than it had run all year. And I thought that was crazy because I thought to myself, like, you've had the best points per game you know, by the standard <laughs> of points per game. You've had the best defense in modern college football history by a decent margin and you've decided to reinvent the wheel in game 13.
2: Yeah, let's just change it up.
3: But you want to talk conspiracy theories. I think (laughs) that Kirby knows and knew as well as anybody, no one gets the benefit of the doubt like Alabama. And once uh, Mm. Oklahoma State lost to Baylor that that afternoon, I I honestly think that Alabama, if they had played that game, four-point loss by Alabama probably still goes to the playoff and you've already showed your hand. So I think it's important. I'm not saying Georgia threw the game or anything like that, but they definitely – I'm telling you as like the guy that tries to break this stuff down on some level, I'm not, you know, a coach or anything like that, but it's like I'm telling you schematically it was very, very Notre different Dame's than at, what they'd done all year.
0: No, and, no, Notre Dame's getting in, that though. Toulouse Alabama's not jumping Notre Dame, though. Bull
3: crap. No way! No, no way, they're dude. not. They're not. Absolutely <laughs> no. Notre Dame was not so when, ever, when had, ever uh, going into the play. I don't want to rehash all Brian that. Brian Kelly I was,
1: had already quit.
3: Brian, yeah, Brian, Brian Kelly, Kelly was quit, gone, right? dude. If yeah, I mean, like that was no. all the more
0: that, reason. It was one more reason for them to put him in.
3: Not really. <laughs> well, no. we also didn't
2: talk about that. Like we also didn't talk about that. That uh, you know, you had you had our coaching our coaching staff going. Dan Lanning was was interviewing, right?
0: I think was, I think yeah. there was a flu going. That's the only. Thing. There I was think, a flu going we through the D line too.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, which yeah. would I mean, explained it? the Jordan Davis clip, right? The Jordan he Davis was clip like was the
2: most telling. Yeah.
3: yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and Chevron yeah, yeah. Walker, an- and yeah, I think there was multiple guys for yeah. sure.
1: I mean, I legit was like getting mad watching the game and like, why are we doing what Josh and Graham yeah. talked about on Dog Sports Live Same. on defense? <laughs> like, what is this defense? <laughs>
3: Yeah. It's uh, the only yeah. time I've been like, maybe they actually should have listened to us.
1: <laughs> but so Josh, you, you went you went to back to back games. So then you turn around and you went to the Orange Bowl, right? Yes. So like yeah. how I am curious. I um like was it hard to muster that up? No, like, no. It, it, okay.
0: No, it was it was a b first off, if go to the orange bowl that place is unbelievably <clears throat> awesome place to see a game. Like I was, I was waiting to walk into kind of a dumpy stadium and, and it was, that's a great, I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, and the field, i like, it was gorgeous. I had such a good time. Uh It was, a, it was a, I was invited by my friend, John uh at Gators haters on the Twitter. And he's a die, die. He actually should be, dog stats or in his own blog mm. I should I would seed him my credit credentials <laughs> right now but no it was it was great we took our kids and it was just a hell of a lot of fun nice and uh you're good so, hell fun no, so it was it <laughs> <laughs> um, it was uh yeah it was awesome it was really really fun and and you know I felt like I was playing with house money at that point I mean and yeah. you know we played Michigan what one other time or two other times I mean it's like and that was as a kid I was growing up you know Michigan Notre Dame those were the teams you wanted to play, and that's you. Know, you know, we can talk about the old school bowl, bowl games, but we never got a chance to play those teams. We were always stuck playing some random team, and you know, it, it was like in Michigan. Here they were, and we got it was yeah. awesome. It was and the, and the way to come out out of the gates in that game was just just awesome. It was so much fun. That's the most fun I've ever had. Go from the SEC championship to the Orange Bowl. It was it was it was a blast. I was glad actually I got to go to both. I say, was
1: it like was it like jaw dropping surprise? for you in the stadium that we started off like that or no,
0: no I, I mean, it? I, I, it was, it was more like affirmation actually that, mm-hmm. you know, we were, it didn't tell me that I wasn't any more confident about Alabama, but it was like that did we were, we deserved to be there. It was, we were clearly one of the best two teams in the country and, and the way we manhandled Michigan was, it was not surprising as, as it was affirming.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. That, that was, that was amazing. That's really cool. I didn't even think about that. Like that, the people that went to the SEC like immediately had to turn around and go to the Orange Bowl, like, and how the the two the two were like opposite ends of this dog <laughs> the dog fandom spectrum.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, well, and I mean, I thought that game too was like, I mean, I think for us maybe is like a a show slash podcast. Like, it felt a little bit like okay, we're not insane. You know, um, and I think it probably felt that Mm -hmm. way for a lot of Georgia fans because it was like, all right, like Mm -hmm. this team that we did see, you know, a month ago in Atlanta that we were all sure, like, that's not what we saw all year were right, you know, and I think that it kind of also sort of informed the opinion going into the national title game of like, (laughs) this is what it looks like when a you know, Georgia plays their style of football and they do it healthy in that game. Like, I thought it was just fun. Cause I, I thought Todd Mockin that was probably the best moment that he's had since he's been at Georgia was the first half of that game. The way that they attack the edges, mm-hmm. like, Everything that, you know, you felt like, okay, you could do this or or that or whatever, or like if I was playing PlayStation, this is how I would attack, like this type of thing. Like <laughs> and then Todd Moggin went out and did it, and Georgia executed it. And you know, they also just kind of like pulled the tricks out, you know. I mean, on, on two connective yeah, drives, you've got the Brock Bowers lining up at left tackle and catching a touchdown pass, and then you've got McIntosh you know, throwing a, a halfback pass for a touchdown. And it was like – I felt like all year mocking had kind of had the governor on the playbook. And I had often wondered about the SEC championship game if there was like a moment in that game where he was like, oh, you know, I'm about to call this play. And they were like, eh, let's save that one. Like we're going to see these guys again. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then by that point. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just – it was well, fun.
0: And I mean, kudos to you, Graham, because I mean like I don't know if – if you the listeners for y'all's podcast watch our show and i know you guys are huge supporters of it but they
2: they for sure watch your show (laughs) the the
0: thing about it it is what graham does is he's i don't he he just is encyclopedic which which how and if he doesn't know it before the amount of effort he puts into prepping for a team that we're going to play but i think that was so fun because we had a couple of weeks to do it. We had a, you know, and we talked about it. We broke it down pretty in depth, but we knew every player on Michigan's team, specifically the offense versus the defense, because everyone's talking about the defense and the two defensive ends that, are, that Michigan mm-hmm. had. But, you know, Graham broke it down and had the, the you know, secondary and the linebackers. And how, I mean, and so much of that played out. And just like Graham was going to say it, I mean I and I fill in around the edges with the stats and can pull the plays. And it was that was a lot of fun. And it was and Graham did fun. a great job. And it was it was and it, and I was, as, as I was watching it, I can you know, my son who's 13 years old, I'm we were in the end zone, the Georgia end zone. And I'm just like I could just see the formations like watch this, see this. And I was like, It was like this is what this is what we're gonna do here. And he thought I was a genius. I'm like, no, I just you know it's, that's awesome. It's just
3: Graham. No, that's kind of you to say that's really kind of you.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the end zone vantage points a great, great spot to sit see everything unfold. That's where our season tickets are in Georgia. That's where I was sitting for the Natty too. So
3: nice. No, well, and I also thought that, that like, I want to give some credit to Michigan fans for being like, I think all the things that, and sorry, Chris Marlar, if you ever hear this, but like all the things that Alabama fans, for the <laughs> most part, are not. You know, like I just, you know, as soon as that matchup was announced, like there was some some people that are Georgians, but have Michigan ties that, you know, kind of reached out or like shouted out some stuff on Twitter. And like, I felt like with the month that we had between those games, like we really got to know some of the people in their fan base a little bit. I did a, a show with uh, one of the guys from MGO blog, Seth Fisher, who's great and kind of does a similar thing to what I do for, for Michigan. And like, they just were all so like, excited to be there and nobody was overly modest of like, Oh, you guys are just going to run over us. But like nobody was also overly boisterous of like, we're going to beat the crap out of you guys. And like, I just, I felt like of all the like matchups that, that I've seen Georgia have with a kind of a blue blood college football program of similar stature in my lifetime that I remember, like that was the one where I most probably enjoyed the fan interaction. Um, And Notre Dame people, they were great too. Like for the most part, you know, they, they were great hosts, but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And it like, it excited me for kind of some of those matchups in the future. Uh, or if, if we do see playoff expansion and probably see more blue bloods every year is what that's going to equal. Right. Like, I think that's exciting to try and like, I'd love to play USC and have that experience or whatever. So, um, it, it kind of made me hunger more of those like inter
0: intersectional matchups. That was a pro yeah. seg, that was a pro segue there next to yeah, our bullet was, list.
1: Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was pretty nice. Are we, so, oh yeah.
3: Sorry. Yeah. Good
1: job. We could, we could go ahead and do that. Cause we could always kind of wrap up with, you know, man, remember the time we won the natty and like, it was pretty awesome. But
3: um, do you guys still <laughs> wake up every morning or like, Oh yeah,
0: we won the natty. It took uh, me, a well, it took me a, at least seven to 10 days. Yeah, to let it soak in. I do
2: wake up every morning.
1: Bam! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. okay, so like, yeah, this is a, you know, this is an, we're an audio medium, but I will describe like, you know, over my right, over my right shoulder, I've got my Sports Illustrated (laughs) with Stetson Bennett on the cover, uh, you know, kissing the Natty Trophy. Over my left shoulder, I've got the AJC book, Top Top Dogs, and then right below both of those are uh, both the Field Edition of the AJC and like the Special Edition. Uh, I bought like not to the BCS. I do have that. That's over my right shoulder. That's also still here. That's still here. That stays in the office. Uh, That was that was pretty awesome. Um, I I, yeah, I have like all the things. Like I bought all the things. Uh, My birthday was in February, and I told my wife, "Do not buy me anything for my birthday. I'm buying whatever the heck I want as far as national championship merchandise. Um, I'm just going on a spending spree. Good for
2: you. (laughs) So (laughs) spent way too much money.
1: Yeah, I mean. It just stopped. I was watching it. Yeah. It had just stopped? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's better than the one time when John and I actually, actually our national championship review, uh, I think we're about 15 minutes in when I realized I had never started recording. (laughs) We had to start over. So... If the opening Uh, of that one sounded a little stale, it's because we were like trying to remember what we had already said.
2: (laughs) The content that never
1: was.
3: You guys probably lost (laughs) the best 15 minutes of your careers as podcasters, too. Obviously.
1: That's how it always goes, right? Clearly. (laughs) Clearly.
2: Well, Uh, our favorite favorite pastime is texting each other like 20 minutes after the show is done. Oh, I forgot to say this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Classic move. Classic. Classic always do that um I, I guess i will just say like before we before we move on do, i mean any other like lasting um i don't know because like, i guess we didn't talk about the national championship game itself that much i i, I guess like the only thing i i, I guess kind of josh for you like um because i know graham you were there but J- josh you're watching on tv like how nerve-wracking like i guess i put it this way like how deep into the game did it take to for you to feel comfortable like because for me, oh. it wasn't until Ringo. Like, was it? Was that it, or was it later? No, even it was. Before? It
0: was. It was Ringo for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I was. I was. I was. You know, like the way the way it played out was great until the you know the, the fumble. It was just like everything was mm-hmm. not according to plan. But it was like you know we were in it, and it just felt like, man. I mean, it was. I was. I lost it for a moment. You know, I was pretty good. <laughs> I was actually pretty good until that moment. and Then I lost it, and then. Yeah, I mean, and, and Stetson Bennett is just, God, I mean, just came right back out. I mean, it was just like something that I had never seen in my lifetime from from Georgia or much of any football team I would ever cared about. For them to just go right down the field and to see, you know, the – I mean, it was just – that was that was life-changing that, oh, <laughs> we're not going to screw this up. We're not going to just lay down. It was awesome. I mean, which almost made it that much more special. It was like we had to pick ourselves off the mat. And, uh, it was like, yeah, it wasn't going to be easy. It wasn't that it wasn't going to be a blowout and frigging <laughs> that past AD was just, I mean, it was on the offsides call and we, we did exactly what we were supposed to do. And it tells you right there, I mean, hell that guy was coached up. Yeah. God forbid he was <laughs> he was coached up. Who
3: knew?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I like for me, <sighs> you know, it was fun. Cause, uh, I went to two games this year. I went to the first game in Cl- at Clemson in Charlotte, and I went to the hmm. national championship game. Um, and I was with wow. my dad. I know, isn't that fun or funny or just kind of weird? But that <laughs> yeah, is really was, funny,
2: actually. You didn't actually uh, go to Athens.
3: I know, I know. Well, and we could. I could get <laughs> on a diatribe about why neutral site games, you know, kind of ruin home schedules, but uh, we won't do that. But. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was fun because, I mean, my dad and I, you know, um, I'm I'm 32 and like a lot of fathers and sons, obviously our relationship has changed from, you know, father, son to more like really good friends, best friends kind of uh, deal. And, you know, truthfully, like there was a there was a point in time in my life, probably like a lot of people have with with their parents where uh, I didn't talk to my parents very much and we didn't get along very well. And I don't know. There were some things that I was doing. Maybe they didn't agree with or whatever. Um, and
2: what I things? will say what that, things, like,
3: <laughs> what's that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not that. Just kidding.
3: <laughs> well, no, what I was going to say, though, is just, like, I I think that looking back on, on my relationship with, with both my parents, but more so my dad, like, even when we couldn't really agree on much of anything or, you know, didn't really maybe get along that well. Um, the one thing we could always talk about civilly was Georgia football, right? Like that was always the one yeah. thing that we could chat about and, you know, be engaged and it didn't feel awkward or whatever. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm talking like a decade ago when that sort of period was going yeah. on, but to go from, you know, that to sort of, having that change in our relationship has been really cool and to get to just like go and hang out with him for a weekend in Charlotte and go and hang out with him for a weekend in Indy. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember before kickoff of the the Clemson game, he looked at me and he was like, it's fun to play in big games. You know, it's just fun to, to, to be in these environments. And it was funny because we're sitting there and it's like the, and I'm sure he didn't remember this at all, but like, it's fourth quarter and uh, we had just gone up by one point and we were, we had just kicked the ball back to Alabama and he looked at me and he was like, it's fun to play in these big games, you know? And, and it, it is, and you know, and it's like Georgia yeah. finally came through on that big stage. But uh, for me, what was kind of interesting is doing our show has made me, I think, a little more analytical and a little less emotional about Georgia football than I used to be. Um, but when Chris Smith had his pick six in, in Charlotte, I actually got a little like choked up because I've I got the chance to know him and he's just such a good kid, good guy, uh, super kind, you know, kind of does things the right way or whatever, or however you want to phrase that. But uh he went, you know, from being on the bench and fighting for his spot and then Lecount goes down and he makes the most of that opportunity. But you know, that, that Clemson game is probably the first real big stage that he had ever started in. And he made that play and it, it totally changed that game. And I was like, you know, at one point I was like, Oh my God, that's Chris. Right. Um And so to kind of go from that, like that was the time in the year prior to the Ringo interception where I'd had the most like emotional output. And then, you know, as Ringo's like going across the, the goal line, I kind of had like a similar moment or whatever and, and got a little choked up and, you know, it it was interesting because I looked around as that game was sort of ending and uh, I thought that Georgia was fine up eight. Actually, I thought the defense just wasn't going to bend because they hadn't given up a full drive all night other than the Stetson fumble, but that was the icing on the cake, right? And like looking around and uh, one of my best friends, uh, his dad and our our dads are, are really good friends was sitting with us and like his, his parents were huge bulldogs. And I used to talk to them about Georgia when I was 10 years old and they've both since passed. Right. But like, he was getting choked up talking about like, oh man, my mom would have loved this. And you know, random people Mm -hmm. that I had never met, a lot of them were talking about like, you know, Oh, so-and-so that, you know, is no longer with us, like how they would have loved that moment. And I thought that's what was so cool about winning a national title, for the first time in 41 years is like Alabama at this point, right? Like I highly doubt, you know, when they win a title, the fans are like, Oh, you know, so-and-so would (laughs) have loved to be here for this. Right. Cause like they they just do it all the time. I think for, for us, it was just like such a different experience. And I think that there was a little moment there for a lot of people where it, it sort of tied you back to people that you love and memories that, that you have with those people that are around Georgia football. And it it kind of, for me, just drove home, like what we're doing here really doesn't always have that much to do with football, right? Like it's, it's more about Mm -hmm. relationships and, and friends and family and something to gather around. And I think that's what, what makes college football unique and special and, and probably college football in the South, particularly unique and special. So that's my little soapbox. I hope that made sense.
2: I don't know, Graham. If, if if I'm not around in five years and we're winning our fifth consecutive national championship, I'd like you guys <laughs> to all say, "Man, JP would really love to be here."
3: <laughs> I mean, I will. I will. Don't get me wrong, but it's like you know, it's a little different than.
1: Uh, I <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, it's just the, sure. the
3: first one. Like, I don't know about you it's guys. Never, I mean, it, it'll never feel the same. I can promise you that it'll feel no. awesome, but it's not going to feel the mm-hmm. same. And like, no, I grew up listening to stories about Herschel and all of that. And, dude, I remember walking out of that 2012 SEC Championship game when Connolly caught that pass right in front of me and just being like, mm. it's mm. never going to happen. We're never going to see this, <laughs> that- you know. Um yeah. And I felt that way for a long that- time, man. I, re- I did.
1: Well, that's <laughs> the one that affect that. Like, Josh, you said earlier, being at this SEC Championship game that I think you said that you had experienced worse. Um, and that was 2012 for me. Like, yeah. I got, you know, and, like, I was way too old to get this upset. But, like, because I had, in that, because you knew we were going to beat Notre Dame, or that whoever was going to beat Notre whoever, Dame. Whoever, Like, yeah. that game was the title game. And, like, when we, when, in that game, when there was the interception that got overturned, and then we kept going, and then, like, Lynch, you know, gets right down there. Like, I, I... I said to myself, "I was like, this is it, this is it." And then when it didn't oh, happen,
3: you didn't see that. To I, was yourself, like, did I was like, you <laughs>
1: know?" I only, I thought it. I thought, "Hey, John went and shot off fireworks uh, right when uh, Ringo got the pick." So thankfully, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's
2: awesome. ninety awesome. Ninety ninety seconds left left in the game when I got back. I was like, "Wait, what happened?"
1: <laughs> but I did. I told myself I would I never get out that for upset. A <laughs> I told myself I would never get that upset about a football game again. And I have held true to that. Like, for me, 17, like, it hurt, and I was there, but it didn't hurt as much as 12 because I just didn't let it. But, anyways, uh, now I don't – now, uh, you know, I mean, that's all part of the road to where we are now. and Like, I think part of what makes it so special. So, yeah, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, another segue thing that you did mention in there. Like, so this was, you know, season one of NIL – and the only thing I'll add to your Chris Smith pick six was that when I ha- when that happened, I got into y'all's DMs and was like, Christopher MFN Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was so happy because uh, you guys had, you know, had done that with him. So I don't know, like, did NIL do anything close to what anyone thought it would be this year? Or, or, and I guess, I don't know. Like, like, I know, Graham, you mentioned, like, that you guys got to know him a bit. Um, through that. Um, I don't know, just like any anecdotes about that at all.
3: Uh, I mean, I, I think just, yeah, I got to know him a little bit and got to know his, his family a little bit and just like, I mean, I'm not going to go so far as to say we're like friends or whatever, but you know, I mean, I'll like what I've enjoyed about that relationship Mm -hmm. is that he and I don't really talk about football. And I think that's, that's, that's nice, you know? Um, and I think it it nil can could be really good in that sense in terms of kind of just breaking down some of the barriers between athletes and fans as long as it's done in a healthy way that's productive for both parties. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this year some of the nil stuff was a little more like wholesome because it it kind of kicked in right before the season. But I mean Tennessee mm. just signed an $8 million contract with, with a quarterback, right? Like that, that athletic article came out last week. Um, yeah, I read that. I am a Velia or whatever his name is. So it's like <laughs> that, that's going to change college football dramatically. And it actually makes me even happier that Georgia went ahead and won this national title. Cause they <laughs> kind of did it yeah. in a period where the sport's still going to feel familiar. Um, I think when, you know the the five star quarterbacks are are signing ten million dollar contracts before they show up on campus and the playoffs sixteen transferring to
0: South Carolina
3: and then trans- <laughs> yeah exactly and then all of that like it's it's gonna it's gonna change and I think you know the pendulum always swings right now it's getting way out on the edge and it'll probably something will kind of bring it back closer to the center but. Um, it's going to be fascinating for a little while. Uh, I, I, the games are still going to be the games, and, and they're going to be fun and all of that. But it has turned, I think, college football into even more of a year-round sport, which it already was becoming.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, and it's going to change. Like this is the first year, and I, I think I saw a, a story that said the average NIL deal was less than three hundred dollars per player. You know. Mm-hmm. If you average it out, and of course, you know that's wildly, you know, dispersed amongst. That's
2: a lot of kids to average out.
0: Yeah, but I mean, and and certainly it's going to change. Yeah, it's (laughs) (laughs) going to change and morph and and all that sort of stuff. But um you know, it's like I still think that, you know, from a sporting aspect, you still got to build a culture. You still got to coach. You still got to execute. You still got to. You know, get up and and do the things that it takes to be a champion. And I, I just signing a quarterback to an eight million dollar deal, you know, you don't need to look in much further than you know, um, you know, you know professional franchises that throw money after money. I mean, in Los Angeles Rams certainly got it done, but a lot of teams, the Cowboys haven't you know, failed. <laughs> yeah, the cow the Cowboys haven't. You know, <laughs> and it's like you know, Los Angeles Dodgers haven't. You know, it's 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 more. It's and it's you still got to have. You know, you still got to have the X, the Jimmys and the Joes, but you also got to have the guys calling the X's and O's. And you know, and and what's most exciting about it is, and all this turmoil and all this big money being thrown around from Lincoln Riley to, you know, I mean, we've got our guy, and it's like, you mm-hmm. know, there's not there's not a Georgia fan that doesn't think that kirby i mean if you told him came out tomorrow and said, we're gonna give him a lifetime contract that there's not a fan in dog nation that wouldn't be absolutely over the moon about that so we've got the guy that 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 feels like we do um feels like we do um about you know like you know these i mean i think he he hurts as when he loses a game like we hurt you know yeah. um i mean and so i i and i certainly going to uh, going to change things, but eh, Georgia's going to get done. And Kirby, we trust, as as one would say on the Twitter.
1: Nice, nice. <laughs> as as
2: as as we would say and have been saying you know, on the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Who would say yeah, that? We need to make t-shirts.
2: Anyway, you
3: guys should make t-shirts.
1: Um, so do we? I know, like, so okay. So the first time we talked to you guys, well, not first we talked to you guys. The first time we talked to you guys in a recorded format. We were basically straight up just talking about playoff uh, expansion because, and actually, when we talked about that, I think the we lost
0: episode, the last episode of Dog life well, Live.
1: Well, yeah, well that was yeah that was yeah, the Wetzel,
0: yeah.
3: but was, the one before
1: yeah. that was the Wetzel, the before the one where the book that uh, kind of spurned that happening. Because uh, yeah. at that point, it was still speculation, right? Like they hadn't announced that it was quote going to happen, but now that's been dialed back. Like, I mean. Do, I know Josh like you definitely want it to happen like but yes. I, don't, I don't know how far out we are from it I don't like are they ever going to agree on actually well, the, the contract it?
0: the contract expires after the 2025 season so something has to be renegotiated and mm. rewritten it, okay. it, so something has to get done now maybe they just do an extension or whatever but I I mean I will just yeah I want something to dramatically change the sport on how we crown our national champion
1: yeah, I mean, I, we could we could beat that horse, but because I I I am like contract. I like uh, <laughs> some might say regress. I'd rather go backwards. Well, Graham, you're I think you're itching to say something.
3: Well, I mean, I think. Tell me one year in the last. I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like when when have we gotten it wrong since we went to four teams? You know, uh, where where's the champion?
0: 2018.
3: Are, what about? 2018,
0: we were one of the four best teams, and, and
3: we didn't get in. I know, but that I don't think that Georgia team was winning a national title. I'm trying to say, when, where have we like been in a situation? because yes,
0: because you're playing, you're playing four teams, and there have been three we'll games, lose by and there's a winner. So you on the road
3: so. at LSU, and you'll be in the playoff. Is the like, <laughs> I think the moral of the story? <laughs> I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, like, I, I, I feel like we've gotten. I feel like Georgia was by far the the dominant best team. In, all year and you know the the loss to Alabama sure that that still didn't affect them from winning a national title and I think that's good but I think the the reason it didn't is because they beat Clemson and so it's like I think we're in a spot where there's a good balance of the regular season matters but the best teams aren't going to cost themselves a chance at a championship if they slip up once, but if you slip up twice, like we still haven't seen a two team team make the, or a two loss team make the playoff. And I think that's that might come. I guess it just depends on the surrounding circumstances.
0: I mean, yeah I I just want less subjectivity and more objectivity. And and like I've said it before, a tournament or a playoff is not always going to crown air quotes the best team. But it's going to be exciting and it's going to be awesome. And the team that wins however many it takes to win in a row, three, four, or whatever it is, is going to be the champion. And that's that. And I just don't see a problem with that. Uh, You know, it's, I mean, like, you know, I was going to say, Jim, you're talking about going back. It's like, I mean, come on, dude, look at the polls. (laughs) I mean, we really want, we want Jeff Schultz picking the national champion here.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about hey, since we've decision, had the four team, Yeah, chaos. You
2: know. Jim, Jim wants yeah, to go. No, cold I think the four sink. team is the best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, not think, totally serious about that. Sometimes I think
2: about
3: it. No, I think we should go back to the BCS.
2: <laughs> I think that once you get beyond the four, the four teams, uh, it's it's just going to get so watered down. Like I, I actually believe. I, I mean, call me crazy, but like what you just said josh was like it, it's not going to be the best team i want i want it to be the best team like am i am i am i alone in that sentiment like but i want but it to be the best team that,
0: it, it doesn't guarantee that there's not going to be the best team i but, mean like
2: but like let's just put it this way like what was the, what, what was the team one of the one of the brady teams that won that won the super bowl like as a wild card or something like that like
1: Oh, there's be, been plenty. They the Eli Manning, the Eli Manning Giants team that beat them. like nine and seven,
0: right? And, ben, yeah. and one of the Heinz Ward teams came as a six seed as from Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I, yeah. Don't, I, I do, I want no part of that.
0: <laughs> give, me <the> best, <laughs>
2: give me the best team. I
0: I, I, <laughs> we've done this before. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Actually, so. well,
3: but
2: what I'll say yeah.
3: though is, I think I don't. Unless like, and I've seen people kind of bring this up on uh, on Twitter where it was like, oh, you know, I'm really glad the NFL like lets their their 500 teams play for a championship or whatever. And it's like, I wish college football would do that. It's like, well, when college football has a salary cap and the worst teams get the number one pick of five-star recruits every year, then
2: mm-hmm. then I think
3: that system makes more sense. Like I'm, if we go to eight, I can live with that. But like twelve and beyond, I think is too many. Sixteen, like I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's too many. Just because I don't think there's, I don't think in any given year there's more than three or four teams that can win the national title in college football. Um, not at least as it exists right now. NIL could change that for sure. Like NIL yes. may work as a talent distribution. Sort of mechanism for the entire sport to where there is more parity. And if that's the case, then I'm open to it, you know, because I, I you, do yeah. think the- you're going to need it.
0: You're going to need it at that point. If there is actually parity, you're going to need something to spread it out because if, if there is true parity, I mean, it, it goes back to, you know, bear Bryant, you know, signing 110 <laughs> right. players. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, I mean, and I hope that, you know, sort of, a, it's not a free market by any stretch of the imagination, but I hope we, we don't have to mandate parody. I hope that it just comes out sort of, you know, there's enough money going around that, you know, I think we, I certainly, you and I, Graham agree that the players deserve somewhat of a cut, if not their fair share of a cut, and if you can be a five-star wide receiver and go play Missouri, go play at Missouri and, and stay in the a big fish in a small pond and get paid, and then that's going to make Missouri better. And, yeah, that's – instead of just going and being, you know, one of the three wide receivers that doesn't play in the national championship for Alabama and they cry about it, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Zing. Uh, <laughs> so, that I mean, I just – I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited to see – you know like of course i want to see georgia win you know every five star come to georgia but i think yeah. parity's coming and i think you're right graham i think nil is going to be a game changer and and with that i think you're going to need sort of a new dynamic on how we you know crown our champion especially if, if we've got super conferences and you know if you've got oklahoma texas a&m texas alabama auburn lsu in the same conference you know versus georgia florida and you know, that's there's no way you're going to get through that in in this 14 playoff and and be able to just subjectively say, yeah, this one team is deserves to get in or these two teams. It's I, I, it's going to have to spread out.
1: Well, I think my, that that right there is where I, where I really do want to go backwards. Like I it, SEC is too big. It's our it was already too big. I don't even like 14, 16. I think is I I really hate bring it. back
0: Swanee. Bring back
1: Tulane. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like 12. <laughs> I thought 12 was perfect, but anyways um, but I have I, seen I mean there are some people have kind of floated the idea of like when the SEC goes to 16 stage your own playoff you know like I don't I don't know we'll, we'll I don't see, think it's but.
3: that far away I mean I think there's a possibility that you're gonna see you know kind of some sort of schism within college football and it would be purely speculative to, to guess what that would look like but I think there's you yeah. know, 30 to 40 schools out there that are really serious about being really good at football. And I think if you put them kind of, you know, within a league of their own and had some sort of pod system. So you had some traditional matchups and then you gave mm-hmm. people 12 games of power five versus power five football, it would be entertaining. I I don't know though. It's like, I, I do still take issue they- with the idea of like a 12 team playoff, you're basically taking the schools that are best. So by that logic, you're probably taking the rosters that have the highest percentage of future professionals on them. And you're adding, mm-hmm. you're, you're creating what could be an 18 game season. And I don't like the idea of like for running backs, putting that much more wear on them. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you're going to see running backs watching out of the NFL at like 25. I mean, it's already like 26, 27, but it's just going to, it's going to get worse and worse, right. and the
0: I, the only the only problem with it by you know contracting which teams are the best or whatever is that the the television contractors are so big that they need that content and they need you know twenty five thirty games on Saturday to spread amongst ESPN Fox and CBS to pay all those teams and if you're going to just take your ball and go home then that changes the financial dynamic of how the sports run. So the reason it's so popular and the reason it's so big is because there are 130 teams contributing to it and, and to that content, you know, whether you're watching Maction on Tuesday or, you know, Pac-12 <laughs> after dark or Hawaii at like, you know, well, chasing, yeah, but- chasing your, all your bad bets all day. So but those games have to, the, the, those games have to matter. No, I mean, but know, they, they can still,
3: I mean, they don't matter now. Like, no team from the MAC is making the college football playoff. But if,
0: if but if, but if you pull the SEC and or a super conference thereof out of that that world, then I just think that dynamic changes dramatically, and that that it's it it, it truly will be an NFL and. No yeah. one's going to no. One, I mean, no one watches Division Two. I mean, they are not I'm going to say no one, but no one watches. You know, they may watch the the FCS FCS championship, but they're not going to watch. You know, the six games, seven, eight, nine, ten games leading up to that. And that's what's going to happen to a lot of teams. They're just not going to. They're They're not going to be desired to be on TV, and they're going to spread them out. You are going to have games on Thursday night. You are going to. I mean, the, to to spread it's out already that money. happening. It's so. just, it just. Yeah, it's it's already happening, but that would accelerate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I just I don't yeah. Know. I, I, don't know. I I I'm 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 kind of like you, Graham. Like I'm I'm happy with four. I wanted four. I was super excited when it happened. I got a little I had a little pause there for a little while, uh, but I guess I don't know when you're national champions, you you get happy about everything again. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like it the way it is. Um, I mean, yeah, well, I know we're getting late, we're, really <laughs> Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like seventeen, I hated it because I was like Alabama didn't even win their division. You know, so that was right. kind of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, seriously.
1: Um, but well, I know we're getting late. Uh, I, I I did want to hit on the fact that spring practice starts tomorrow, and just see uh, we can kind of round robin. Is there anything you guys are kind of hoping to get out of get out of get out of spring practice?
0: Yeah, I want to. I want a quarterback. I, mean, I got my notes here. Let me see. Oh Jesus! I wanna
2: <laughs> here we
1: go. I
0: want to. <laughs> I want to find a competent quarterback. I want Monken to coach the offense, and I want us to pass more.
1: I'm out. Nice, nice. Josh. Wow. Out. That was, Josh, out. I'm
0: uh, not out. Actually, I got a lot more to say.
3: He's
1: here. <laughs> I
3: am excited to see the, you know, kind of who the, what the quarterback room looks like. I'm excited to get a glimpse at Stockton. Uh, I saw the really cool video of Brock Vandegrift throwing a slant against air that everyone's super excited about. Let's see how that looks. <laughs> yeah. You know, against defense in a scrimmage situation. Is that the
2: modern? is that the modern day version of happy talk the 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 recruits training at their training facilities or the or the players training at their training facilities no it seems yeah, that way i
3: yeah. mean everyone looks really good in those in those videos <laughs> uh, in the indoor practice facilities but uh, i, I the think fact what's that he's being most coached
2: of, by rick by a co- but the fact that he's being coached by coach Rick is also super fun too
3: that is i do think exciting and i think that's a a good signed for him. And I think it's cool that, uh, Monken and Kirby and Rick have worked out some sort of arrangement where, you know, yeah. Like Rick wouldn't be working with their quarterbacks if they didn't want him to be working with their quarterback. So I think that that's, that's cool that he's like still kind of involved in that way with the program. Um, but I think like for Georgia, uh, the, the key things in my mind are obviously, you know, how do you replace, maybe the best front seven in college football history. Uh, I don't think you can replace it, but I think you can, you know, I'm interested to see what some of these young five-star guys that have, that have been in the program for a year or two look like, because that's going to be a huge factor on whether or not there's a, a legitimate shot
0: at a repeat run for UGA. Um, and then, I mean, the exciting, the exciting thing on that is, is like, even if even if our defense is twice as bad and we we're giving up eleven points a game, <laughs> it's true. Yeah,
3: I mean the secondary <laughs> is going to be, I think, very salty. Um, it's just you know, I like I don't know N'Kobe. how you replace Nakobe, but I also said like, well, we're never going to see a Roquan Smith again, and then like four years later, exactly. Nakobe showed yeah. up. So recruiting, I'll, I'm going to feels ask, a lot.
2: I'll, I'll ask you mentioned you mentioned the secondary like. You guys remember like preseason where we were all talking about how the secondary yes, was going to be like I the know. weak point. And funny? now we have, and, and then we ended the season with a player that literally if the other team had thrown the ball into the ground would have had a better passer rating.
0: Yeah. Uh, against <laughs> Darren, Kendrick, against that Darren is a wild, Kendrick.
2: I forgot about That's that.
0: a wild PFL. you know, but I'll tell Graham here, it's like that the secondary was certainly looked great because of the front seven. You know, there was, and that's what we said. The key to it was getting pressure on the uh, opposing quarterbacks, and that's what they did for, for 15 games. Yep. Yeah.
3: Well, I, yeah. I, I would I, agree with that. The only other nugget I'll throw out for spring practice is uh, I want to know what's going to happen on the O-line. Like, I know we have 2 bookend book-in tackles and McClendon and Jones. We've got SVP at center. Uh, Schaefer is gone, and Warren Erickson, I think, is a – He's DGD, he plays hard and all that stuff, but I think there's been some times where he's kind of held back what Georgia wants to do in the run game, uh, just not quite being able to get around the edge on some of those kind of pull plays. And with Searles being hired, I think it's only Georgia's only going to run more and more of these kind of counter type plays where they're pulling guards. And so. I'm curious to see if like Marius Mims gets a shot there or sort of what that's all gonna look like because I think there's too much talent on that in that offensive line room for Georgia not to dominate almost every team they everybody yeah. but Alabama they should be dominating up front. And they didn't Missouri and, and pushed if, Georgia and around in the interior line last year, which shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And
0: and if yeah. we don't come if we if we leave spring practice without, you know, a good six man or five man, you know, that we don't know if I mean Mims and Broderick Jones, both those guys aren't sticking around unless they're clear, you know c- you know, clear contributors if not, you know, designated starters. Am I wrong there, Graham?
3: I don't think so. I mean, I think Jones is locked in at left tackle at this point. I mean, he played there in the championship game. But yeah, Mims, you gotta find a spot for him because he's too talented to sit around for He's not sitting around for so his is
1: Ravitch. Is yeah, will be yeah. back?
3: He'll be back, yeah. So that is probably, he?
1: Is he practicing the spring though? Like, is he healthy? Like now? Or I don't think back, like, I don't think he's ready. I have yeah. heard. I,
3: I, what I read yeah. is that he's like close, but he's not ready for
0: like full contact practice. God, you just listen to those names we just rattled off, dude. We are <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> so stacked. stacked. So stacked.
0: Yeah. And Kirby, we trust. That
3: doesn't even go into like. Lindbergh and like some of I mean there's a like stupid amount of talent in there and that's why it's I'm sorry, but it's like if, if somebody's not cutting it, then pull their <laughs> out of the game. God, I did it right at the end. But yeah, if somebody's <laughs> not cutting it, pull them out of the Carter's game. Carter's long give it up,
0: <laughs>
2: Long giving up.
3: Sorry, Carter. Uh, that's funny. Sorry, Carter.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, did, did we have we haven't
2: even mentioned we haven't even mentioned the fact that we're we're getting the band back together. Like I I, I have my conspiracy theory is that he's going to win. He's going to win back-to-back natties with Rick staff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My conspiracy
3: theory is like, they they've got like some sort of like off-campus house that they all like hang out at and hide from their families (laughs) and like drink together before going and seeing
0: Pylon downtown instead of like the the Heisman Nissan house maybe we should do the Ford F150 house with those guys. Oh
1: uh, yes. <laughs> wow. What's the what's the bar where Kirby uh, and Bobo like got arrested back in the day that Josh Foxes. you said you used to go to? Fox. Yeah, oh, Foxes. Yeah. Josh's spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was my spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: awesome. Wasn't that like by Al- was it by Allen's? It was, under, it
0: was Allen's was up top and Fox was in the basement.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, so. And
0: and and Allens didn't have all they had was beer, so the guys would come down and get their their uh, brown liquor drinks downstairs, and then they walk <laughs> into a room full of lesbians playing pool.
1: That, that was, I, I gotta say, <laughs> and that Josh.
0: Was, uh... Apparently. <laughs> and, and, and me.
3: <laughs> that was Josh's spot, guys. <laughs> <was> an aspiring <laughs> oh,
0: You know, I didn't work at the science library and not where to go go to get a good drink. I'll tell you what.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know, I I, I only know that because I scoured the red and black archives to find the article from when uh... I was impressed that you pulled that.
2: I'm surprised he didn't have, no, I, I'm surprised he didn't have the full page spread like the full the full episode because he's got it in box somewhere at Fripp dog it's it's at fripp Island somewhere <laughs> yeah
0: I I just I completely when when you when I saw that on Twitter or whatever I remember that article visually I and mean, I remember the story I remember just laughing like I mean I wasn't <laughs> there that night because I think it was during Christmas break it was uh, yeah and I wasn't there that night but I was like I mean you see it all the time it was just like you'd be sitting there and then you know, dudes roll in there, and you're like, "Oh boy, <laughs> this is not going to be pretty."
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome.
0: <laughs> well, that's
3: if it awesome. Makes any. I
0: don't if if in case
3: listeners want to know, uh, I I hung out at the same bar that Matthew Stafford tended to frequent, uh, as well as No Sean. But uh, they were extremely chill, actually, back in their day. I mean, you know,
2: that besides does not surprise like, me.
3: Yeah, besides like you know, every girl in the bar. Going and trying to talk to Stafford as soon as he walked in, like they were actually kind of nice to be around. There was no, you right, over testosterone type type stuff going on.
2: I guess, I guess he was only he was only not chill when he was at what Talladega or Daytona, wherever it was. <laughs>
3: well, I was mean, still, I still call that Talladega. chill. <laughs> he was just having a good time, not
2: trying to fight anybody. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. Fair enough. Uh,
1: well, just so everyone knows we did talk about Georgia basketball, but it' was before we hit record and we we don't want to lay that down on uh, not fit for air
2: <laughs> is this is that is that Jim's version of what's the meaning of life?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah so like you know yeah so yes, news you know a quick news and note Mike White is the new Georgia basketball coach and hundred
0: percent hundred percent locked in dog stats you heard it here.
1: We have, we have thoughts, and you can go uh, read everyone's thoughts on Twitter. I think at this point. So with that, John, do you have any? Yeah, John, well, I'm gonna turn it over for you for final thoughts, final questions, meaning of life type things. Did you final have final
2: thoughts? I don't know, man. The only thing that I, the only thing that we haven't covered that I told you I was going to cover was the fact that mind-boggling—you've never seen an episode of The Sopranos. I can't even believe it. I'm so disappointed.
1: <laughs> My bad. And I'm a huge consumer of media. So my bad. I don't. I don't have a good excuse. It's like one of those things where I. I, I definitely plan to watch it. Uh, Josh, I know you said you you watched The Wire. Uh, yeah, I was a big actually, fan of that I, as well. So
0: yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. remember because I'm old enough to know that you know I was watching The Sopranos when it came out. You know on Sunday nights, I was, and too. I think I, I was <laughs> sticking around. I think I can't remember. I think The Sopranos came on first, and The Wire came on later. And I was actually watching The Sopranos so I could actually watch The Wire. It was just like my filler, mm. so. Ooh, I'm no. not a uh, I, Sopranos. I can take or leave. Be honest, but the the wires, uh, one of the two best television shows I've
1: ever saw. Yeah, the oh wire what's, awesome. the, what's the other one? What's the other?
0: West Wing.
3: Okay, Ooh. that's a. Uh, I mean, West Wing was good, but
0: I'm not putting it over like Breaking Bad.
1: Politics? No, it's not. <laughs> it's right. I'll say this. it's it, TV I- politics. That's okay. <laughs>
0: Now, if you go back and watch any of those episodes, the stuff that that dude was writing in the '90s is wildly relevant, relevant today. <laughs> yeah,
3: I I need to go back and re watch because I was I was a kid actually when The West Wing was on. I'm sorry,
1: to make you guys feel old. <laughs> I never, I but never, I It is like what it. it is, man. No, but <laughs> I never.
3: Like yeah, The Wire. I will uh, I will vouch for as my favorite series of all time. So we can agree there. Come at the king. I did. I, I did try to watch The Sopranos. I made it through like half of a season. That just wasn't that entertaining. But
1: <laughs> John, you're getting killed. You're getting oh, killed man. by everyone. <laughs> sorry. I'll, I'll go watch it. I'm getting, killed. It. I'll, I'm getting I'll, killed. I'll go watch it. You, you with The Sopranos feels to me like like Logan trying to get uh, trying to get Walker to watch Narcos right now. But oh my uh, gosh, I'll I'll watch it eventually. I love The Wire. Lost. Lost is my show, and I know everyone hates the ending or whatever. But that's my eh, show. sorry
3: you know, I felt like lost after the whole show. like Malaysia Flight 370 thing that like, you know, the ending of, <laughs> like the whole series of <laughs> it Lost in little retrospect was a little bit like more like, oh, OK, well, you know, <laughs> it little, maybe fan. they were on to <laughs> something. Uh, uh, before we go, <laughs> we I'll, I'll shout out Righteous Gemstones. Have you guys watched the Righteous Gemstones on
2: HBO? Oh, I've heard a lot about this show, but I have not actually seen it yet.
3: Dude, it's hilarious and it also has like just enough, you know, sanity and some redeeming moments in it to where like you'll randomly find yourself like, Oh, that was kind of heartwarming. So check it out. Cause it's, it's like one of the, I, I've enjoyed it more than I've enjoyed anything in, in a while, especially from a comedic
0: standpoint. It's wild. My wife watches it and uh, it's hilarious. I've watched it, you know, with her. It's, it's definitely wild. It's, it's
3: definitely a Sorry Carter show. Yeah, don't, yeah, def- <laughs> don't watch it with your kids.
0: Definitely. Yeah, de- yeah. Put the AirPods in. Whatever you got to do. That's <laughs> it's,
2: it's- sure, Carter. Um, you're not allowed to watch these shows. No, no, no. <laughs> you you don't want Carter.
1: You really don't want Carter to watch that as a 30 year old. <laughs> yeah. Ear and blindfold for Carter yeah. Yeah. while you're watching the Ratchet chimps chim Yeah. Well, guys, this is awesome. I, I, I mean, I, I knew it would be. Uh, always a good time talking to you guys.
3: You guys too, man. Thanks for having us.
1: If you don't already, which which like I said, I, or John said, we, we assume folks listening here uh, are, are consuming Dog Sports Live. But if you're not, go subscribe. Uh, they are available really everywhere you can get a podcast. and They also are on YouTube. You can follow Graham at Dog Out West. You can follow Josh at dog underscore stats, uh, they've got great content on the twitters um, all the time, and over at uh, dog sports, uh, both contributors to dog sports. Whereas John and I, you know, we just like we tweet and have a podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> you do it very well.
0: You guys, you, you guys should write for dog sports. <laughs> uh, appreciate
1: it. Appreciate it. Appreciate
2: you it. You should. You humble. It. You uh, humble us. That,
0: come on, pound out some keys and and do some stuff on dog sports. You really should.
1: Hey, I—I I, I mean, you know, I used to have a blog. I used to have a blog. Former Look, man, blogger, if you want to grow blogger. the
0: uh,
3: Bulldog Bourbon Social Club, I think the dog sports would be a great avenue for you to do so.
0: Yeah, Ooh. that's a home. That's a, that's a home mm. run. That's a home run hit right there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> totally.
2: We'd have, to to, we'd have to talk to John about that one.
1: <laughs> uh, awesome. John what? who? Never John heard tweets. of him. Yeah, other John.
0: Nope, still never heard of
2: him. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: Uh, thanks for having us guys thank you guys absolutely thanks for being here uh go dogs go dogs go dogs